Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santhia Esteban and I'll be your host, your guide for today. But our special guest, the man of the hour, the half hour, if you will, is Mr. Scott Goodrich. He's a business owner, a business coach and host of the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. And we're going to talk about ops and operations and, and how that impacts your ability to scale. So Scott, thanks for hanging out with us today. Hector, thank you for the invite. Looking forward to it. Appreciate the time. I get excited about this because I think there's the classic symbiosis, if you will, because I'm feeling like big words here, (laughs) of the visionary and the integrator. And I have always found myself on the very much side of the visionary side of the spectrum, looking woefully sometimes for that integrator in my life. So anytime that people who have that mind and have that ability to execute and operate. Anytime they're around, I try and soak up as much as I can from them because I know I'm. <laughs> there's a lot to fill. So right. tell us how one gets into that space. You're kind of certified in the EOS method yeah. and you help people to implement that into their business. And that's kind of become obviously a big part of your practice. But then I think there's even a global movement, if you will. But tell us how all that kind of got started and a little bit about you know more specifically what you do with your clients. Sure. Well, Hector, it sounds like a little bit like we're the yin and the yang here because I am definitely on the integrator side. And that's the story of how I got introduced to EOS and where the journey begins. But my entire career in the corporate world, if you will, to use a very broad term, was as the get stuff done guy. You know, whatever job I had, that's what it entailed. Ultimately, it had to do oftentimes with building out large call centers. So I did that for some Fortune 100 companies and then some other smaller companies from there. But ultimately, just making sure that the clients' were, needs were being addressed via, via the phones and or email and or chat or whatever it takes to support a client base and everything associated with that. So that's the get stuff done side of my life. And though I have a little bit of that entrepreneurial side as well, my wife and I are also the owners of a small business here in Arizona. It's a haircut and color franchise here. So no judgments, but I am a bald guy with a haircut shop. So it it exists there. Naturally. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the entrepreneurial side there. And obviously EOS, which is what I do for my day job, is tied to helping entrepreneurs get what they want out of their business. EOS standing for the Entrepreneur Operating System. So I kind of took that get stuff done part of my brain, the entrepreneurial part of my brain. And then the third piece that I bring to the table is that I have always had this coaching piece in my life. I actually coached some basketball when I was fresh out of college. So I, I have that in my background. I've always done some teaching and, and coaching when I was working in those corporate roles. So weaving those three things together, it's a bit of a convergence. And that's how I, I came to EOS. It, it brings all of that together each and every day when I'm talking to prospective clients who are actually working with a client about, hey, you've got a great idea. How are we going to make a go of it? How are we going to execute on it? And, and that's where I come in. I don't want to say that there's a lot of models because there's not. But there are a few that have become popular, the Rockefeller habits. Uh, yeah. I don't know if EOS, if that is Scrum or, or Agile or if they're kind of similar, but there are these different ones and someone might have heard some and someone might have heard another. But but for those who are maybe ignorant to maybe that world and then also mm-hmm. maybe ignorant to specifically EOS, can you talk about the value of having a system like that and then what might set EOS apart from some of the other ones that are out there? Sure. And I, the first thing that I would say to anyone that is looking to to scale a business, that is looking to grow beyond just having themselves and one or two others, is to have a system of some sort. I mean, it's so critical that you have a system, whether it is EOS or scaling up or applying what you learn in, in Rockefeller. There are others that are out there that take elements of both. You've got to have something that you believe in that you can come back to, because that's where the discipline comes from to build the business. And so 
starting there is the most critical thing for me, for my hey, experience. Can we, double, can we double tap on that? Yeah, really for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, you've got to run into a lot of the objections. So I'm curious what yeah. they are. Yeah. And then also I'd imagine that there are some listeners out there saying, yeah, but Scott, I don't, yeah, yeah. that, yeah, but. Yeah, but, yeah, what, for, what sure, are the, for sure. What are the buts that people have in front of them that you kind of slam your palm <laughs> against your hand sometimes? There are way more people that read the book Traction, which is what EOS is based on, written by Gina Wickman 15 plus years ago. Read that book. It is presented really well. It ties everything together. You pick it up and say, oh, I can do this. And they just go do it. I can do it without a coach. Our term for that is self-implementing, but in effect, they're taking what's in that book and putting it into practice. We Probably eight to 10 times as many clients go that way than work with someone like me that actually coaches them through the process. So the first objection is, yeah, if you want to do that, give it a shot. I think if that's what someone is comfortable doing and they don't want to spend the time to pay for a coach to come in and help them do that. Now, it is a challenge to be part of an organization or a system and then to also lead, run, and organize that that system. And I think when we have folks that go through a self-implementation track, they do find that is a challenge. And when confronted with that challenge, I got to figure out, okay, how am I actually going to hold myself accountable? Where's the discipline come from there? And that's what coaching is. It's equated to going to the gym. You can do it yourself, go to the gym and make that happen. Or you can get a personal trainer that's going to hold you accountable, lay out a plan and a system and a way to achieve your physical goals or nutrition goals or whatever the case may be. That's the way I would you know, sort of equate that for someone that has skeptical. If you're disciplined enough to make a go of it yourself, then make a go of it yourself. Have at it. But if you need someone to show you the way, you value a coach, you realize that that person can call you out on stuff that you might not call yourself out on, then you may want to pick up the phone and, and talk to someone that does this for a living because there'll be value there for you as well. Yeah. I would imagine that like anything, having some sort of system helps you to fill in the gaps and a lot of the answers that you just don't know, don't care about. I, I mean, I, I just imagine that, yeah, you could figure out your own recipe and you could trial and air it out, or you could just do what has worked and you can stick to the recipe that has been proven and perhaps you add a little bit of more salt. You know, like, yeah. of course, perhaps there's room for adjustments, but generally it helps to start with something that's that's proven. Proven process is, all, is, is really a, one of the core things that we talk about with NEOS. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about here is look at this is one of those deals that every time it's tried, it's worked, but you've got to try it and then you've got to work it. Those things, it doesn't just you know take a pill and say, oh, all of a sudden I'm a well-run, well-structured, well-executing business. It's the stuff that we talk about is really simple. It may even seem obvious, but I would say it's not easy because it does take effort and discipline and holding yourself and your peers accountable to actually get there. So that's the benefit to, to having someone come in. And, and I would say that of anything, if you want to implement another operating system, unless you are a unique person that has that knowledge to do it and has that, that vast set of experience, it's good to talk to somebody else and get that third-party perspective that's going to allow you to develop your company, your thought, your product, your service, whatever it is, in the manner in which you want to develop it. To make the question even harder, two parts. Are there instances where you might say to someone, okay, no, you don't need an operating system or EOS doesn't work for you. And then conversely, are there situations that are particularly appropriate for coming in and bringing in an operating system like this? Like I would imagine that a lot of business owners, they don't realize that this could be the solution. So is there any situations or challenges or pain points, I guess, that people might be experiencing that this could actually fix? Yeah, the answers are yes, yes, and yes. And, and <laughs> to those questions, uh, appreciate 
you go in there. So I think first and foremost, the right client for EOS is someone that understands that they need to do something different to get where they want to get to, that they're not satisfied with staying the course. If that business owner is okay with where he or she is now, they are not a good fit for EOS. And we will let them know, you're not ready. You don't want to pay for this. It's not worth the time that you'd spend on it because you don't have the right mindset to get there. So first and foremost is the potential client, the potential company in the right headspace. We call that the psychographic profile, but you, you've got to be there. You've got to value change more than you do stay and put. You've got to want to grow in some way. You've got to want to build a healthier leadership team and culture around how decisions are made. You've got to want that. We like to say, if we drag a client in who's uncertain, we're going to end up dragging them around the process. And that's not going to be fun for anybody involved. We want to work with clients who want to implement EOS. We want them to want it. We would never try to sell them or convince them to do something they're not ready for. It's going to be horrible for anyone that's involved. So the first thing that we do is determine that very fact. Are you actually ready for this? And, and we answer three questions. Is EOS right for you? I'm going to talk to you about it, give you all the goods and bads. Is EOS right for you? Is Scott or whomever you're talking to right for you? You kind of have to like Scott. You kind of have to like Hector. If Hector's doing the work, you got to like Sally. Like if you don't like that person, that's going to suck for everybody. And then the last thing is, are you disciplined enough to get this done? And if the answer to any one of those questions is no, then you're not going to be a good match and we shouldn't move forward. And we'll let you know that. I think we're very, very much across the board. And you mentioned worldwide, there's about 700 people that do what I do now across the globe that help companies implement EOS. But it's not for the faint of heart and it's not for those that are uncertain or want to give it a try. This is not a one day, let me go and take a symposium and then, okay, I'll take some things from it and go do it. We're not doing that. This is a process that we have proven over the course of time and uh, we want you all in. And, and if you're not all in, that's okay. You maybe will be in the future. Yeah, I think that might be with anything. I mean, the same thing, I could have that same conversation about people who are starting a podcast. You know, start, <laughs> no doubt. <and> no doubt. <laughs> are you committed? Are you, you know, yeah. it's the same process. But that's what you want, right? If you're going to say, hey, here's what you should do to make this show better. Here's what you need to do to get ready to record your first episode. And then someone says, yeah, I'll get to that next week. Like, well, that's not a good client for you. They're not someone that you want to spend time with. So you're exactly right. It's nothing new about that. I think the one area that, that I have seen that is different is the turning away of a client who thinks that they're ready and then they're actually not, that we do very upfront, we're very forward about it. It can be off-putting for some saying, no, 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 I really want this. Like, they don't. It's almost like taking it away, even though they've said that they want it, because we can sense, we'll ask some questions and get around and say, is this, is this really something that you really truly want? Or you just say you read the book and thought it'd be nice? Well, I think you're really hitting on something perhaps even more, well, I don't know what could be more foundational than an operating system. But what I'm thinking about for people who are just considering clients and taking on clients, you know, are they ready? Yeah. And are they the right type of person? So we've danced around enough of this a little bit. Scott, when we get back, I want you to talk about some of the nuts and bolts of EOS because if they've made it this far, they're like, all right, what do I do? How does it work? You know, they're salivating sure. for that. So guys, stick around. We're going to pay the bills and we'll be back right after this. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media, and we are a content and podcast production company. Well, we like to think of ourselves as genius makers because chances are, if you're listening to this, you have a passion, a product, a mission, a message, something that you want to get out to the world, but might not necessarily have the time, the team, or the tech skills to be able to do that. If that's the case, we can help. Go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. You can also check the show notes for info. And with that, let's get back to today's episode. 
All right, Scott, we mentioned before break, the listeners are probably salivating on what's next or how do we get started? So if we could, in the next 10-ish minutes or so, how do you help somebody to get the ball rolling? What do they need to know to get this thing started? Yep. Before we get started with any client, we offer a 90-minute sit-down where we actually review at a high level the model associated with EOS and the tools that we will be helping them to implement to run their business. So we call that a 90-minute meeting because we're so creative and it takes 90 minutes to go through it. So that's what we do. And any client that's ever worked with EOS has gone through that meeting. Not everyone decides to move forward because as we talked about a little bit earlier, if you're not ready or we don't think it's right for you or we go through this and I'm not a good person for you to speak with going forward, then we're going to determine that. It's as much a matchmaking session as it is an information session. So that's where we start with everybody. And EOS is built around the concept that there are six broad components that make up running a business. And it's our work as we work with clients to strengthen those six components. So they are in order, a vision component, which is simply, do you know where you're going and how you're going to get there? What do you want to be when you grow up? That's vision. There's a people component. And we borrow from Jim Collins here. Do you have all the right people in all the right seats? Do they match your culture? And can they do the job that you've got for them? So people would be the second component. The third component is data. Do you measure your business using analytics or you do it by gut instinct? A lot of entrepreneurs got where they are today because they have really good instincts, but we ask them to really think about how you're going to measure what's going on. So vision, people, data is where we start. And once you've got that, you build a lot of transparency in the organization and we turn to solving issues. So our fourth component is building a structure to solve issues once and for all so they don't keep recurring. So that's component four is issues. Component five is process and goes right in tune with the name of your show here. This is how you build a scalable business by making things repeatable. So having a good group of core processes. Note here, not a bunch of standard operating processes that make up a huge book that no one ever looks at again. These are actually things that you use every day. Just really simple, entrepreneurial-driven core processes. So process components, the fifth component. And then the last component is the traction component. And this is about executing on the vision. Because as Gino said, we use it all the time. Having a vision without having any traction is a hallucination. You're just dreaming that this idea that you have is going to become a reality. So this is about getting stuff done. And that's what the traction component is. So vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction make up the six components. That's the EOS model. Everything that we do is to strengthen those components. Oftentimes our tools strengthen more than one component at a time, but we want to make it strong there. Most businesses operated about 20% strong in those, and many of them succeed. They've got really good X, Y, Z, and they're really good at that. We strive to get our clients to 80%. And so what we do over the course of time working with clients is to strengthen those components over the course of the time that they spend with us. That's EOS in a nutshell, obviously more to it, but that's the high level, what someone would expect if they wanted to move forward with either reading traction or talking to a, an implementer or a business coach. Yeah, I really like that right after people comes data. Yeah. I don't know if it's me or kind of a nature of the visionary type to just go off. You're shaking your head. Is that is that us? 100%. That yeah, we... I mean, visionary. I'm shaking my head because I think I know what you're about to say because I hear it quite a bit. But yeah, you got big ideas. Let's just get after it, right? Right. A lot of visionaries, they don't have just one idea. They've got like an idea a minute over the course of the day that these things come in a flurry. And without any structure, or any data, you could really have your team going left, right, center, left, right, just bouncing all over the place. And so we work to put a little bit of a governor on a visionary. You need to have that visionary and have those ideas to move the business forward. But we talk quite a bit about how do we govern those and make sure that we are working on those things that are aligned with the true direction of what you want from the company. 
Well, it's interesting that you say that because I think that as I'm kind of playing things out in my head, as that visionary, we don't like the structure of the governor and we kind of push away from it. But the other side of that is by not having that, it doesn't allow your creations and your visions to actually come to fruition. Because like you said, the team, if you have one, is going all sorts of ways. They're not actually getting any, no pun intended, traction on anything. Sure. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. They're just staying in one spot. Or if it's yourself, similarly, you're not able to build and compound on in any sort of real significant way. So I think that this sort of thing, I would imagine, is especially important for that visionary type because it can be a governor in a sense. I mean, it can play that role of coming in and, like you said, providing the operating system for the business. It's a rare bird that is both the visionary and the role that we're talking about here is the integrator. You mentioned it earlier. That's the complementary role to the visionary is that the visionary is the idea person, the integrator is the get stuff done person. So you visionary, me, integrator. We actually have a free test that anyone that would like can take to determine where they fall in that spectrum. Most people know, but there's actually a test that you can take. It's part of Rocket Fuel University. It's the second book after Traction. So Traction's the system and the six key components. And then Rocket Fuel is how to really make the visionary integrator work when combined together. You're mixing fuels. That's Rocket Fuel and your business takes off. So the companies that have both those things. But what you're saying is correct because most solopreneurs or early on founders they are visionaries. They're idea people. It's not too many folks that are the get things done person, the integrator, that's going to come up with a new product to go build it. That's a very rare circumstance. So integrators don't start companies. Visionaries start companies. That's just who they are, what they do, what they want to spend their time on. Because they are to help that visionary really make what they are so passionate about and what they believe in, help them make that a reality and really get where they want to get to. Visionaries can execute as well. I mean, certainly that does exist, but early on when a visionary is sitting in that integrator seat as well and occupying both of those roles, it can be tough to to really get going because the ideas will overwhelm the to-do list or the ideas will overwhelm evaluation people. The ideas overwhelm, as you mentioned, the data, like, oh, What's the scorecard? I'm not worried about that. I got this great idea. I want to go chase this down. (laughs) So that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. You mentioned that there are some favorite resources. We talked about traction, I think, is kind of the one that's most popular. Are there any (laughs) others that that either people might have heard of that they go, oh, this is what it's about, or any other ones that if we've piqued their interest that might send them further down the rabbit hole? Yeah. I mean, look, anyone who owns their own business, even if you're just solo, retraction. And if you'd like a copy of it, my info will be in these show notes. I'm happy to send you a copy via Kindle or even a hard copy if you're old school like me. Read it. 100% you're going to grab something out of it you can implement tomorrow. Totally believe it. You'll find it. It's going to like make sense. So retraction, start there. Always start there. There's a couple books that are part of what we call the traction library that may be helpful as well. If your business is a little bit more mature, Rocket Fuel, I just mentioned, is about that visionary integrator relationship. It's a real, real good one. And then there's a book called Get a Grip. Get a Grip is really a parable, a little fable about what it's like to implement EOS in a business and what it actually feels like to the business where that's happening. And it brings the lessons, the academic side of traction into a story. So those three from the Traction Library are good. If you're just getting started out, I'm going to go outside the EOS world and encourage you to read from Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy a book called Who Not How. The first step, the hardest thing for most visionaries to do is to let go a little bit of what they're working on. And Who Not How is all about that. Making sure that you have the right who's working in and around your business and spending more time on the who's and not worrying about how they're getting the work done is critical. And unfortunately, we spend a lot of time talking about how but the who is what matters. And for you to scale, for you to get where you want to get to, you need the right who's and you need to understand what you should be doing as the leader, as the visionary, as the founder, and what others can do to complement that. 
strong recommendation for folks that are doing that. Dan Sullivan, Ben Hardy, they've written several books, but Who Not How is a good starting point. And, and they've written a couple others that I think you'd find valuable once you, once you get down that road. Yeah, that is definitely a good book. And I think it's such an important conversation at any level of a business, because I think that what gets you from from zero to one is not going to take you to 100. And similarly, we have to be willing to apply a different different frameworks and different ways of thinking, if you will, to get to those different levels. That's probably one of the biggest takeaways I've had having these conversations. Yeah, I'll leave you with this. Just understanding whomever you are and whatever stage you're in, what are the things that you are really good at and that you really like to do? We call that your unique ability. Everyone has that. Spending your time on that is what's going to make your business grow much faster. Spending your time on stuff that you don't like, and even worse, that you don't like and you don't know how to do it, right? Spending time on that is going to hold you back. You're a founder, you're a visionary, you need to be thinking about big things. And you can't be spending your time on those things that others really like. Because the thing that you don't like, someone else loves. So find that who, and that's going to fill in around you. And it can be tough because you're like, I don't have the resources to do it. But it frees you up to make that next leap, that next jump, like you're talking about, is, is making sure that you're delegating that work out. You may be perfectly capable of it, but but finding the right who to do that is really, really powerful in, in anyone's growth. Mm. Scott, this has been fantastic. You have your own show, the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. Yep. You mentioned that there's a couple of free offers for the listeners. We'll link that up in the show notes as well. If people want to kind of get deeper, go more into your world, where's the best place to do that? Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. LinkedIn profile, Scott Goodrich. I'm in Arizona. You can find me on there. Pretty pretty easily found. As you mentioned, growyourdambusiness.com. That is a place you can go pick up some of the podcast episodes, but also all my contact information is there as well. And you can connect with me there. And uh Think if you Google Scott Goodrich EOS, I pop up pretty easily as well. So trying to get out there, trying to the one let, with let, the great hair. It's cool. right. You can always see the bald guy. So <laughs> Scott, I appreciate you and what you're doing for the entrepreneur community because crazy visionaries like myself need someone to keep us in line. And we don't we don't even know it. Yeah, so, no, much appreciate it. Thank you very much for the time. I really enjoyed it. And thanks for asking me to be on the show. Hope uh, we grab some folks' attention and then get some folks some knowledge they didn't have before. So I always like to share a few yeah. nuggets. Much appreciated. Well, thank you listeners for sticking with us. If you made it this far, we would appreciate a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who's in the midst of scaling their business and can benefit from some info like this, send them this episode. And as always, thanks for being a part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.